Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. I'm going to bless you in a moment, uh, but I've got great news. I was, at, I was at prayer this morning. I don't know. No, I was, we were in worship. Jordan was leading worship at Southside this morning, and I felt like God said that this this time right now is a time of, of tipping point for, for people in the church. For individuals in the church who have been waiting for God's breakthrough in certain ways, God's guidance, God's help, God's healing. And, and I'm like, is this just for the south side this morning? And I felt like I was like, no, this is for every service. There, this is a tipping point moment for people. I'm like, okay, well then I better tell people because this is exciting. Um, so I'm just, I'm just letting you know. The share mic is ready as we get going over the next couple weeks and, and, and be, have eyes open for answered prayer and God's breakthrough in, in some of your lives. Very excited to hear that from Jesus this morning. Anyways, I'm going to bless you. Are you ready? Good. I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive the guidance from God that you need today. The help from God that you need immediately. I bless you to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope today. Joy today. Love today. Peace today. May that be true for you, whatever your circumstances. In the name of Jesus, may it be. Amen. Amen. Guys, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing today. This is a great moment to be a part of Rehope and to be, to be around. Um, today has been uh, amazing. When I was at Southside this morning, it is, it is just on the edge of breakthrough. It's, it's farther ahead this year than I expected it to be with all the transitions and all the goodness that's been going on. I just feel like it's on the, on the verge of just having a really significant several months up ahead. I'm, I'm really excited about what I'm seeing in Southside. Man, I was at Royston this afternoon. I showed up. They were a little bit behind, and, and they were still streaming this fantastic preacher. Uh, no, they were still streaming the message, and I was like, oh, I, I got this. And so I went up and started teaching. I don't know. Maybe Alan said that. Maybe I said that. But it was great being out there. Uh, I've been telling people there was five baptisms. No, not true. Six. Six baptisms today at, at Royston, and, and just ex exciting. The elders, a meeting on Monday, we were praying about it, and we just saw this picture of, of like, the water. Um, and Okay, I'm not just saying they're baptisms, right? This was, like, outside in the middle of the public square in Royston, and we saw this, like, the water just kind of draining out of the pool and going over the square. 
just like it actually did happen, and, and just with like healing over Royston, and, and just God's cleansing over Royston, uh, just such a, such a great afternoon, such a great time, um, but it's, it's been fun there. At West End this morning, we, we appointed two new elders, and, and prayed over them, and anointed them, and a new beginning here. We've had, ba- we have had baptisms this morning, um, Mark today, uh, this, uh, this evening, very exciting, right here in, in the pool, yeah, exactly, that's worth more than one person's clapping, uh, very exciting. Paisley, we, we've, we've got the Paisley building. We've started to clean it out. Buckin is the new lead pastor out there, and we're having our first uh, prayer meeting th- this, this Thursday night um, of regular prayer meetings at 7.30. Guys, things are moving. It's so, it's, it's, there's moments like where you work and you build behind the scenes and you just wait and watch and you water and you wait. And then there's moments where you see, whoa, the fruit of it just like flying out and it, oh. This is not the message today. Whew, but I'm already tired. That, it's, it's, it's a great moment. Stay tuned, guys. It, it, it's it's going to be amazing to watch all that's unfolding uh, in, the next, in the next season here. So what are we talking about today? Well, it, oh, the recent, recently we've been in a series about Jesus. And today we're going to wrap up, we're going to finish this Jesus series just like we ought to, by talking about the last things that he said to people, the last um, commission, the last directives, the last commands that he gives his people before ascending into heaven. But just by way of reminder, two weeks ago it was Easter. And so, of course, we talked about how although Jesus was dead, and he was, although he was buried in the tomb for three days, on the third day in the morning, God really did raise Jesus from the dead. One of the most certain facts in the history of the world. It's an amazing celebration. We celebrated that a couple weeks ago. Last week we talked about brave, brave Thomas the bravest. I'm I'm trying to rebrand this guy who's formerly known as Doubting Thomas. Uh, but, But we talked about Thomas and we talked about how although he was really brave, he had a pretty bad week. Uh, right after Jesus was crucified. And part of, part of the, the extension of his bad season was that he wasn't in the room when all the other disciples were gathered together at the moment when Jesus showed up. And we talked about how important it is to, to be in the room, to be gathered together with God's people, because you never know when Jesus is going to show up. And, and he did in that moment. Thomas wasn't there for whatever reason, and he missed it. I got some pretty negative feedback about last week's message. I know, I know. Emma Dampty, Emma Dampty, our very own Emma Dampty, she called me out this week and she said, Brian, that was the perfect message, something along these lines, for the song from Hamilton in the room where it happened. And you missed it, Brian. You missed, you could have sang to us in the room where it happened. I spared you uh, my, sping, my singing of, from Hamilton. No, but that was a good shout. I, I did miss that one, Emma Dampty. Wait, wait, yeah. I need to have you add things to my messages. Anyways, uh, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about the directives from Jesus. His, his final directives, the directives that sit on the shoulders of everyone who believes in Jesus. The, of all time. Like the, the, things that, the things that Jesus has commissioned that he sent to us that, that we hold on our shoulders. And the short answer to this, to this discussion today comes down to three words. We're going to talk about how Jesus tells us to go. We're going to talk about how he tells us to speak. And and we're going to talk about how he tells us that we are empowered as we do that. Go, speak, empowered. 
But before we do that, we're going to have a slight deja vu moment. And I'm going to tell you a story. Not to be confused with last week where I told you a story of when I worked at a church when I was 18. Very different. Different church, 14. Totally different story. Okay. Jesus moment, age 14. Here's a picture. Uh, I got it on Google, so it must be true. Here's some pictures of the church that I was at when I was 14 years old. Now, it was not that nice. It, it's been redone uh, since then. Totally refronted um, and all that kind of stuff. That's the posh jumbo extended version of the church that, that I was at when I was age 14. But something happened when I was downstairs in the kids' room. And I tell this story a lot because it's one of the most significant moments of my life. But the kids' room is in that other picture there. And again, I think the chairs are the same chairs. Or, or at least they looked basically the same as when I was there. But I was, I was sitting in this room at 14 years old. It was the kids' meeting. Uh, I was about four or five rows back, sitting on the aisle. And I had these fourth and fifth grade boys off to the left. And it was time to pray. We're going to pray for some missionaries. Phil and Maggie Edwards. And it was time to pray. And so I looked down the row to see if these fourth and fifth grade boys were squirreling or, or distracting or whatever fourth and fifth grade boys do. And they weren't. So miracle one. No, they were, they were ready to pray, head down. And then I put my head down, and I heard God say loudly in such a way as I'd never heard before. You are going to be a missionary someday. You're going to be a missionary someday. And in that moment, I heard God's plans for my life. And I decided to base the entirety of my life on that, what, half a second of moment with God. And I chose to follow him. So I have this unmistakable call at age 14 that I'm going to go. And I'm not just going to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go international. I'm going to leave my, my hometown. I'm going to leave my, where my family, all my extended family lived. I'm going to move across the world somewhere. I imagined a grass hut. This turned out to be pretty awesome. Uh, but I'm going to move away. And I'm, and I'm going to, that's part of my call of Jesus' life to go. Everyone has the call in their life to go. But not everyone's going to move internationally. Not everyone's going to move uh, overseas. Not everyone's going to even leave their own city. But every one of us in Jesus, we carry the words, the, the words go over our lives, as well as the words speak, as well as this concept of being empowered. Let me show you these words of Jesus. We're going we're gonna to look at the last words of Jesus. We're going to kind of go through them quickly. But I want to start off by showing you what it says in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus is speaking, and, and he basically says this. He doesn't basically say this. He says this. He says, but you will receive power. There, there's going to be an empowerment. Be, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses. You will be the one speaking, telling people about me. You will, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, where we are right now where they are right now, in Judea and Samaria, a broader area, and to the ends of the earth. What does it say? And to the ends of the earth, like to the, to the farthest regions of the earth. Now, we're going to be talking about this idea of go and, and speak and empowered in a moment, but, but it's, it's crucial that we understand that, that this commission goes to all of us, but it looks differently for all of us. Not every disciple who is there goes to every corner of the earth. But, but Jesus' family, 
Jesus' people together carry the commission to go to the ends of the earth. But they don't just start by, okay, running out of Jerusalem when Jesus says this. No, instead, they spend some time in Jerusalem first. In fact, a lot of time. Let me show you a timeline of the book of Acts. Um, it's actually ironically called a timeline, even though there's no times on this one. There's, there's no timings, but a, it's an artsy graphic version of a timeline without any helpful times. Okay, who puts numbers on things? Anyways, so you've got, you've got the first bit, the big black line on top, and you see how uh, for a time they're in Jerusalem. They're commissioned to go, and where do they go first? They go exactly where they are. They go by not leaving. They go and they stay in Jerusalem as commanded. Go. Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria. Over time, what is that, one year, two years, five years, six years? People have different guesses. We don't actually actually know. But for, for a significant amount of time, they're just in Jerusalem until Stephen is stoned to death. And then they start scattering. You go to Judea and Samaria. And then ultimately, as you follow the books, book of Acts, they go further and further towards the, the, ends, the ends of the earth. Again, now, we look at this commission of go, and, you know, maybe, maybe you will be going to the ends of the earth someday. But what I want you to be thinking about today is God's commission to you today, this week. The word go this week. Like, what does it mean for you to, to, to go. So we want to be thinking about today, this week, what, is it, what does that mean for you? Okay, we're going we're to talk more about that, but keep that in mind. We're not talking big picture today. We're talking about this week. Some other uh, way, things that Jesus said in those last um, 40 days between when he rose from the dead and when he ascended into heaven or that, that time period there. In John, book of John, we, we read last week, Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. Go. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Hello, empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This ministry of, of forgiveness. Okay, but there you go. You go empowered, um, maybe some sort of speaking there. Forgiveness ministry. Uh, looking at Luke chapter 24, Jesus says this. This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day. And repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name. Repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I'm sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Again, empowered. That's the word is right, right from there. Witnesses, you're going to be speaking, you're going to be talking, you're going to be proclaiming. You're going to be proclaiming, in this case, forgiveness of sins. You can be forgiven. You're seeing the same themes. Tell people that they can be forgiven. Tell people they can be forgiven of anything in the name of Jesus. Like, go out and proclaim that. Uh, yeah, speak that. Speak that. Proclaim that. Uh, you're empowered. Go. And then, you know, be beginning in Jerusalem uh, ends to the nations, okay? That's, that's the version in Luke. Now I'm going to drop the wildest one on you, okay? This is, this is the weird one. This is the wild one. It's in Mark. Mark chapter 16. 
And it's in verse 15 and, and through 18, and it says, Go, Jesus is speaking, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. Okay, that's, that's, that's the wildest one. That's the wildest one, and I want to make a quick comment. I, I know that most of us don't have our Bibles open right at this moment. I, I do, but it's at the wrong place. Uh, Bible's open. Um, but if you did have your Bible open, you'd see a note most, most, most likely uh, at the end of Mark here saying that this is most likely not from the original, meaning Mark himself didn't actually write this. I'm going to just clarify for you what they mean is this was 100% definitely not written by Mark, okay? It completely wasn't. This doesn't show up for 150 years, 200 years later. Mark's not living that long, right? It, it doesn't show. It's definitely not in the earliest ones. The writing is different. The wording is different. The sentence structure is different. The word choice is different. It's not Mark, okay? It's, it's, it's 100% not Mark. But what is interesting about this to, to me is, okay, let's say this is 200 years later. Could have been 150, could have been 300. This tells us what the church believed a couple hundred years later Jesus had commissioned them to do. What is it that the church believed a couple centuries later that, that God had spoken to them? Well, the same things. They understood that they were commissioned to go. First word there, go. Sixth word, preach, speak. You know, speak. Speak. I can't do it. Speak. Okay, uh, speak. And then the, this idea of empowerment... Highly described, right? There's lots of, of descriptions of, of the kinds of things that you would expect of someone empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, and so those are, are listed out there. I love it that it, it's, it's way later. It gives us insight that, yeah, this is what they, they were hearing back then. They were understanding back then. Same thing we're understanding today. All right, so that, that's Mark. And finally, Matthew, one of the more famous ones. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. In heaven and on earth, go. So he's, he's, just, he's just directing you as the most supreme one in all the universe. The universe, the universe, right? The, the, the supreme one says go. The, the Almighty says go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe or obey everything I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, you can see it. Same sort of things. Go. Uh, you know, like teaching people. Speak. Sp speak to people. Um, the bit about the Holy Spirit and empowerment isn't quite as, it's not there in this one. Instead, you get something special in a, in a different way. You get these words from Jesus saying, I will be with you. M maybe you feel uncomfortable going and speaking. I will be with you. Maybe you feel like you're having a bad moment. I will be with you. Maybe you're not feeling up for it. I will be with you. Maybe you're, maybe you're just coming up with a thousand reasons why this is not your moment. I will be with you. It's been a, a bad day. 
I will be with you. It's been a bad year. I will be, it's been a bad decade. I will be with you. I will be with you. I just I love that, that aspect of, of God. Being that, that, yes, we have the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is with us. Always, every second of the day. Amazing. Okay, so those are the, the directives. Those are the passages that, that carry uh, Jesus' directives for everyone who follows Jesus. This is what Jesus wants for, for all of us. This idea of going and speaking and empowering, being empowered. That's what Jesus says to them back then. That's what Jesus is saying to all of you who believe in Jesus. All of you. These words are on your shoulders, are, are our shoulders. Okay? So let me, just clear, let me just talk about them for just one more moment. Go. Go. I know that some of you are going to go internationally to tell people about Jesus. From the very beginning... Nearly the very beginning, 2006, from 2006, we started praying as a church that a thousand people would leave Rehope to tell people about Jesus out there, outside of Glasgow. Who would want to leave this place? Nobody, but still, that a thousand people would be brave enough to leave Glasgow and go, go into Scotland um, if we have to, go into England, uh, Wales or whatatever, that would go uh, eat to the, into the nations and, and, and tell people about Jesus. We've been praying that a thousand people would go. We had like 35, 40 people in the church when we started praying this. We, don't, we still don't even have a thousand, but still, like, like just that overtime, like a thousand people would, would go with, with the, the gospel. And, and that's going to happen. Some of you are going to be a part of that thousand. But for most for most, go means here. Go here in your life. Go into your meetings this week with intentionality as one sent by Jesus into that meeting. Go into your, your, your times with your friends or, or people that you know or they think that you're friends. Uh, and go into those environments uh, just with intentionality. That you're, I'm sent by Jesus into this moment, into this place. Going to your, your class, going to the library, going to wherever you go, go with intentionality because Jesus is with you and you are to live as one sent. And, and what do you do as, as one sent to make an impact? You speak. You speak. And, and what do you speak? And so, some of you are like, speak? What would I even say? I mean, I want to, I try and, about Jesus, I can't say anything. I just start, I, don't, I feel like an idiot every time I start talking about Jesus. And, and I don't even know what to say. Well, again, don't overthink this. We've been trying to talk about this in our Jesus series. It's simple words change lives. Simple words change lives. What was Jesus' words at, at the very beginning? Before he said, follow me, he said, come and see. And then his disciple, Andrew, used the same word on his brother. Come and see. And then the woman at the well, same word. Come and see. Sometimes it's three simple words. Come and see can start someone's life changing. Come and see. Another thing that Jesus says to people, follow me. I don't know what to tell people. Tell them to follow Jesus. What else do I say? Well, you say, follow Jesus. And, and there's forgiveness of sins, what we read in, the, in this passage. There's forgiveness of sins for those who 
dedicate their lives to believing in Jesus, to following in Jesus. There's forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus as you believe in him and are saved. Tell people to believe in Jesus and be baptized. Th those are just straight from these passages that, that we read through. We can overthink things and we can, we can think, oh man, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to say. We just tell people to come and see about Jesus. Follow Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Be forgiven. Be saved. Oh, it's, it's, it's so easy to overthink. But I don't have all the answers, you might think. It's okay. You don't need the answers. Just come and see. Come and see. Come and see. So we go, we speak, and the best news is we are empowered. We're empowered. Uh, one of the most, uh, again, this is a Brian Ingraham fail. That's me. One of, one of the most significant verses in the history of the church from before the church began uh, into all its early years, a verse that I think about every Sunday, every time we are gathering, when we do special prayer nights, when I think about the church in general, all the time. Every, there's not a week that goes by that I don't think about this verse because God has spoken it over this church. He's spoken it over my life. He's spoken it over everything that's going on here. Uh, the, the, the verse that, and I've, I've stopped talking about it, uh, I, and I'm, I'm sorry that I, I've not been mentioning it enough. I will be talking about this more. But the verse that hangs over everything we do is a conviction that this, this verse is for us. It's from Zechariah chapter 4. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What does that mean? God says to me before this church begins, Brian, it's not going to be by your strategic thinking. It's not going to be by your creative planning. It's not going to be by your teaching ability, whatever it might be. It's not going to be by your good ideas or your bad ideas, praise Jesus. It's not going to be by your hair or like there's, there, there's it, it doesn't, like... It's not going to be about you, it's going to be about me, says Jesus. It's going to be about what I do. That's where we are fanatical about pre-service prayer. That's why we are so fanatical about praying things into existence. That's why we're fanatical about before we start gathering on Sundays at Paisley, we're going to be start gathering on Thursday to pray and for breakthrough. Because we know it's not going to be by our plans or purposes, by the, but by the Spirit of God that everything significant is going to happen in this church. We believe that, we own that, we cherish that. It's, it's such a relief. Personally, I, I, I own this for my own life. It's one of those significant verses that the results of what I do aren't going to depend on what I do, but on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, on the Holy Spirit. That's, that's amazing. I wish that every one of you could find the joy of believing these words for you. The, the relief the relief of, of, of these words, that these, that these words would become the belief in your heart that it's not going to be by your might or, or power or brilliance or creativity or lack thereof or, or anything. It's not going to be about you, but it's going to be about the Holy Spirit of anything that's significant will happen. This verse here has the power to destroy your self-doubt. This verse has the power to make irrelevant your thoughts and what you can do. It doesn't matter. 
This verse is about, you know, we look at, oh, I've got these abilities, I've got these talents, I've got this, this set of skills or whatever, so this is probably what I can expect from my life. It, we, we think about, okay, I, I have this much work ethic, I have this strong of drive, I don't know, this is going to be the, the ceiling of my life. Those things aren't the ceiling, those are supposed to be the floor. Like, if God does nothing, this is what I can do. If the Holy Spirit never does anything, this is what I can accomplish. We think of it as the ceiling. We assess the viability of an idea based on our abilities and, and, and as if it's a ceiling. It's not the ceiling, it's the floor. Because anything is impossible. Anything is possible when the Holy Spirit's moving. Anything is possible. If God says do this and you do that and, and it comes empowered by, by God and, and God's Spirit, man, that, that's just liberating. It, destroy, it makes irrelevant self-doubt when we have this perspective it's not going to be by my might or my power but by the Spirit that everything of significance is going to happen. And you understand that you, you, you get the, the joy of living a life empowered by the Spirit of God, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. What you think of as your ceiling is your floor. Let's get biblical. Let's get biblical in how we assess the realities of our lives. Uh, we, we, we experience this, though, when we, we think, oh, man, I, I, can't tell someone, I can't tell someone to come and see. Th those words, come and see, or, or follow Jesus, those two words, like, they're just, they're, they're, nobody will respond to it. Nobody will, I mean, they're just such simple words. Come and see. Come and see. Guys, simple words empowered by the Holy Spirit, change lives. They change everything. Think of these simple words and what happens when they're empowered. These simple words in the Bible, simple words. Let there be light. Simple words. But empowered by God Almighty, light. Separated light from darkness. Everything changed. The words, simple, let there be light. Empowered words changed everything. That, that's, the, that's the difference between simple words, come and see. Oh, who will respond? I doubt they will. Empowered words, come and see with the with Spirit of God changing lives. Oh. Even multi-generations. Somebody comes to faith, and then their family comes to faith, and then their kids come to faith, their grandkids come to faith. Three simple words start a process, changes lives, that they're empowered by the Holy Spirit. What a joy we have, not just to be able to speak, but, but to speak empowered words. You know, I look at these manuscripts most, most Sundays, and I'm like, they're just words. They need to be empowered to change lives. The, the, the words, they're just, they're just words. They're good words. They're great fantastic but they need to be empowered and your words when you're walking out this commission and going speaking are empowered are empowered because you're walking in step with the spirit it's when you pray for people when you care for people it's empowered stuff it's exciting guys jesus is real the holy spirit it's real the holy spirit is real and if you believe in Jesus, you are actually empowered by the God of heaven, the creator of heaven and earth, the spirit of the living God. You are empowered as you walk in obedience and, and go for it.
And so, this week, go. Wherever you're at, intentionally, speak. Speak even those simple words, empowered by the Spirit of God. And watch lives shift towards Jesus and be forever changed. This is the challenge for this week. The challenge is this. Go speak, empowered. I want you to invite four people to come and see. Now, this challenge, I want you to test it. I want you to test it. What happens with three simple words, empowered? Jesus, would you empower these words? Hey, come and see. Now, I know that you guys really like to be technical on, on when I'm getting the challenges done and when I'm not getting the challenges done. So if you invite one family of four, that counts as four people, okay? If you invite someone who's pregnant, that counts as two people. If, they are, if she's having triplets, that's your four, okay? So next Sunday, we're going to have like 16 pregnant triplets people. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to give that a go, okay? Uh, come and see and s- watch the empowered words of God at work shifting lives. That'll be fun. Let me pray, let me pray, for, uh, pray for us. God, I, I pray, Jesus, I pray for courage based in what is true, that you are near, that you, Jesus, are here, that we have your spirit to empower our words as we go and as we speak. And just fill us with the joy of the confidence that it's not by our anything but by your spirit everything that the significant things happen. Yeah, lead us clearly. Grant us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to invite people to to follow Jesus, to be forgiven, to be saved. If you're here and you've not given your life to follow Jesus, but you're like, you know what, it is time, and I'm ready to draw a line in my life. I'm ready for a new beginning, a new start, and I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I suggest doing something like this, praying something like this in this time. Praying, God... Here I am, forgive me. I dedicate the entirety of my life to following Jesus. Whether things go good or whether things are challenging, I dedicate my life to following Jesus and so forgive me, guide me, lead me, teach me, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to walk in your way. Jesus, you, you hear our prayers. I'm so thankful for your help. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.